0: Oh yeah, I got my microdose gummies. This one is just a touch of THC, and this one is a bit more. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use the promo code OP, OPIE to get free shipping and thirty percent off your first order. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> Boo! 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 Boo. <laughs> boo! 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 Don't worry, be happy. Cheers! First sip of uh, of coffee, and uh, with that, I say good morning and welcome to my little live stream from the ocean. Want to say hi to? Can't live with them. I got a tree on my house. You are first on uh, the YouTube. Uh, Chuck Glenn, good morning to you. You got Rachel uh, up there in Minnesota with the good morning lamb chop. Cheers to you, Rachel. A little tired. We uh, we had a, a glorious day at the ocean yesterday. My goodness, we. Uh, as, as you can see, my fishing rod is not in the spot it was yesterday because I used it yesterday. Uh, I don't have, I can't show you the, the, the clam bellies. I used the rest of my bait. And I got jack shit in that ocean yesterday, but we had uh, we had fun fishing, a lot of fun fishing, and then um, then cooked some hamburgers on the grill. Just getting uh, the laundry out of the way here, and then um, then we watched Bob's Burgers. We're big fans of Bob's Burgers in uh, in this household, and uh, we finally saw the movie. And it just felt like one long Bob's Burgers episode. I, I I thought it was just okay. I hate when they do that. When they finally make a movie out of a show you really, really like, and then you're like, this, this could have just been a very long regular episode. There was nothing special about it, but it held our attention, I guess. And then... Um, we uh, checked out the supermoon. We went down to the beach and uh, checked out the supermoon, which was uh, which was absolutely glorious. What's up, Scott Arsenal? If you're just checking in, I wanna I wanna show your name on the big screen again. Scott, you're the reason why I'm live streaming today. You and Tom Me. You were the two that gave me a couple bucks, so thank you very, very much. I greatly appreciate it there, Scott Arsenal. Uh, what's up, George? But uh the supermoon was uh Dare I say, super. <laughs> so stupid. Jesus. Don't be surprised if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving play for the Brooklyn Nets uh, this coming season. Because they don't know what to do with the Kevin Durant, man. They, they want to get a lot for him, and uh, they can't figure out a trade for that damn guy. And LeBron James, you know, he needs to win one more championship. To be considered the GOAT, Michael Jordan is still the GOAT, by the way. Um, you yeah, know, if LeBron James squeezes out, I think he's got to squeeze out two more championships. But if he squeezes out one more, then uh, then he could finally be in the conversation as uh, as the greatest basketball player of all time. Until then, it's still Michael Jordan. I'll fight anyone over that. That is a fact, Jack. Cheers. We love Bob's Burgers. No, we love it too, but... And I I have no problem with the kids watching it. Uh, They've been watching it for years, you know, because it's it's got some adult shit in there. But then they turn around and uh, promote that they're making a movie, and we're all excited. We couldn't wait to see it. And thank God we didn't waste the money in the movie theaters because it was just like one hour and a half, hour, 40-minute long episode. There wasn't anything different or special about it. Like the Simpsons uh, movie. Yeah, the Simpsons movie kind of did the same thing, right? I think so. South Park tried to, like, ramp it up when they finally made a movie. Was the supermoon super? It certainly was. It it started out as kind of just there. It's so funny because I guess guess the supermoon, it's the closest the moon's going to be to Earth, I guess. What is it, an inch closer to Earth? I don't know how that works, but it's it's the closest uh, the moon's going to be to Earth for the entire year. And so we're getting ready for the super moon. And then we walk out onto this lovely deck, and the moon is literally right over the ocean, and it's just covered by clouds. I guess I'll check it out next time. But then it finally popped, and uh, at that point, I would have to say, it absolutely was super you ugly. All right, thanks, brother. I right, i mean, I, I have to really... You think I'm going to believe that ever? Get the hell out of here. Uh, oh, you... I didn't give you a star, but you are a star in my book. Oh, thank you very much, drunken donuts. Speaking of drunken... I know it's early, but I want to do a, um, a beer review. What? So we were fishing yesterday... And uh, before we w- were fishing a few of us, we all you know, we all grabbed a six pack, a six pack of beer. and I was running out of my line and kugels from Wisconsin. Um, so I'm like, uh, should I get some more line and kugels? Then I was thinking of getting the shiner Bach beer out of Austin, Texas. And then I saw uh, an old friend on the shelves in the beer cooler an old friend and that would be sam adams samuel adams and that would be this baby samuel adams porch rocker the lemon radler look at the packaging it's beautiful look at the colors i like that i would wear that color shirt i think And I don't think people would be questioning... Oh, that's right. You can't question anyone's shit anymore in 2022. So I could wear a shirt that color and you can't say shit. So it says on the back, This beer was inspired by German cyclists who mixed beer with lemon-lime flavors after a tough ride. In Porch Rocker, we've brewed a golden... hellas. I don't know that word. Combined with a smooth effervescent lemon lime taste that'll kick the heat out of any summer day so first of all the packaging very nice the 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 name of the beer seasonal uh limited run porch rocker lemon radler i'm like how could this be bad and then the description you know i like a little something something in my beer so i get a little lemon and a little lime mixing the two reminds me of the the time um I went to Fenway Park when I was living in Boston, and me and my buddy Jay, who now lives in uh, California, it's not, uh, and he was the Jay, by the way, uh, that was part of the famous Java Log story, it wasn't Jay Moore, a lot of people get that wrong, it was my good friend Jay that I met up in Boston, who now lives in, uh, in LA, but we would uh, pal around a lot when I lived in Boston, and uh, we went to Fenway Park, and we sat, uh, oh my God, we sat way way in right field on a scorching summer day. It had to be a 100 degrees at Fenway Park, and um, we were drinking, we were trying to drink beer, and it just just wasn't going down right. So we got the bright idea to get some lemonades, and we were mixing the two. And that was delicious, I got to be honest with you. It was really good, really, really good. So when I saw this Sam Adams... On the shelves and they're talking about the lemon and the lime flavors. I'm like, oh my God, this could going to bring me back to the, my days in Boston. Sitting at Fenway Park just sweating my ass off and drinking beer mixed with lemonade. So we're fishing. I crack open my first beer. I'm excited to uh, to taste it. And uh, long story short. <laughs> stinks. What are you doing don't you have taste testers you can't have this glorious color packaging you can't have a cool name like the porch rocker lemon rattler you can't have the great uh, description on the back and then the and then the beer just tastes okay <clears throat> to sam adams and i like a lot of sam adams but i would say uh i would say skip it i got five more of these to drink because guess what I had to march back to the house. All bummed out. I took my stupid five remaining beers, put it back in the refrigerator, and I did have a line in Kugel, and I had a, uh, what did I have? The Shiner uh, Ruby Redbird, I think it's called. I drank those instead. So I would say skip it. Sorry, Sam Adams. I still like your lager, though. South Park movie was great. It was full of... All the dirtiest stuff they couldn't do on TV. Exa- that's exactly what I'm talking about. Thank you, Jay. If you're gonna make a movie um, from a TV uh, uh, an animated TV show, excuse me, you really you really got to pump it up. You have to pump it up and make it much different. Uh, they say the moon is hollow. What do you reckon? Did they ever go to the moon? <laughs> yes, we went to the moon. Jesus. it is weird that we never went back though. I'll be honest with you, that, that part is really weird. I mean, we went back a few times after the fact, I, I, yes, but then we, we shut down that whole thing and we moved on. I think there's so much time has passed that I don't understand why, why we didn't just go back and just throw a camera up there, let it live stream for eternity, and you could be on your couch and, and every once in a while go, hey, I wonder what's going on in the mood. I think that would be cool. Or just put some tiny little space space station up there. How cool would that be? So we had a shark attack. Um, we had one earlier this, uh, earlier, what, only a week ago, I right? Or two weeks ago? You lose track of time living like this. I got to be honest with you. Um, we had a lifeguard, got, a, got uh, attacked, got uh, bit by a shark, and then he's hammer fisting his way out of the situation, which is absolutely amazing. Then I, I put Chris, aka Fish Guy Photos, my marine biologist friend, on, on the, uh, the podcast and the live stream to talk about how rare shark attacks are, and it turned out there was only 73 in the world last year, and, and he didn't think there was even one fatality, so I'm like, ah, just swim. Then I listed all the other things that could kill you. Um, including like, uh, more people die from coconuts falling out of a tree than, than sharks attacking you. With all that said, <laughs> there was another shark attack that way, I think it was yesterday or the day before. It was a surfer, and uh, he was in deep trouble, man. He got a four inch gash on his leg. This uh, shark knocked him off its board and then it's circling, it's doing the circling thing, and then he's punching this fucking thing. I'm not going to lie to you. It'd be horrifying, but I would love to have the opportunity to hammer fist a shark. How amazing would that be? So the the shark is uh, circling, he's in the water, he's fucking hammer fisting this goddamn thing, he's bleeding like crazy, and And at this point, because of the blood, that's going to make the shark very excited to come back for another bite. Even though, I I say supposedly, now I know this to be true, sharks don't want our meat. They bite us because they don't know what we are at first, and then they go, oh, stupid human meat. Can they move on? But I think the only reason the guy's okay, he was able to get back on his surfboard, and a wave brought him to safety... He actually rode a wave like he's in an action movie, just bleeding, as the shark is out there going, what the? Now Scott Arsenal, are you from Boston, Scott? Porch Rocker is amazing. Man, I fair enough. I didn't like it. I'll try another one. You know what? I'll try another one. To be fair to the the Sam Adams. And Jim Cook. I don't know if Jim Cook is still uh, the face of that uh, company. I, I'm not sure where he's at. Um, I had a very good relationship with Jim Cook. And boy, what a surprise. Another relationship that just went. Bow, bow, like fucking fireworks. That one uh, that one was deeply uh, depressing. You know, he was the sponsor for, uh, for the people that don't know. We used to do this contest called Sex for Sam. I think we did it three years in a row. Couples having sex all over New York. That makes sense, right? (laughs) Jesus. We were were out of our minds. We were out of our minds. Um, I say it this way. And a few people over the years said, why did you guys just go in so hard with those stunts? because <clears throat> our regular show on a regular day was great. It was a great show. And then we would pump it up with these crazy uh, shock jock uh, events. And I, I can only speak for myself. I-, I I felt like we were on a runaway train. I felt like we all knew that it was just a matter of time. We would get fired again. I felt like the audience at the time demanded it I think they were tuning in every day going what are these idiots gonna do today and man uh you want to talk about adrenaline rush it was it was that part of the show and doing that show was cool the adrenaline you would feel as you're doing these insane events and getting crazy press clippings day after day in hindsight ah, we should have maybe tamped it down a little bit I chose to uh, fit the word tamped into the live stream today. I hope you appreciate it. I think I used it properly. I don't know, though. I'm working on my vocabulary. But uh, we did this Sex for Sam with the couples having sex all over New York. And uh, Jim Cook truly was literally a friend of mine, friend of all of ours. Uh, He even flew us down to Turks and Caicos to promote uh, one of his beers at the time. I forgot the name of it. Lion and Kugel Summer Shandy, awesome on a hot day. It's it's I think it's my favorite um, my favorite summer beer because it doesn't drink the same in the fall and uh, the winter. I like the heavier stuff. Uh, you know my my people from the private Facebook group they understand what my my favorite beer uh, at the moment is from uh, for the for the fall and uh, and the winter and that would be the Campfire Bear. But it, it smells like uh, smoke. Yes, you know when you, uh, you do uh, like a beach fire, campfire, and your clothes smell like kind of smoke? That's what the beer smells like. And then it has a little bacon finish to it, and it's heavy. Heavy in a good way when it's winter time. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so um, Jim Cook sponsored the Sex for Sam and he didn't know what he was getting into and then of course the third installment of sex for sam we get fired the whole thing gets blown up and then jim cook up there in boston's in a lot of trouble you have bar owners cuz it's a it's kind of a religious city you know one of the couples might have made it to st patrick's cathedral i wasn't there um and that really made a lot of people up in Boston very mad. So then you had bar owners taking their Sam Adams and pouring it, pouring it down their sinks. Like we'll never serve Sam Adams again. Jesus. And poor Jim Cook. He's a, he's a humbida 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 We're already fired. We're we're so apt. And then uh, I remember, I remember I was living in Huntington, just a little shitty house. I was renting the top half of the house. The landlord lived below me. And he would have fights with his ex on the lawn like once a week cause they hated each other. And it was that kid thing. One would... The wife would be dropping off the kids and then they would be mother effing each other on the lawn. This is what I had to deal with while I was a big, a big radio star. Oh, and they would call the cops. There would be cops outside the place I was renting because they had another feud and problem. Yeah, we're supposed to bring the kids here at one. It's now two o'clock. It's against our agreement. And they're going at it. Next thing you know, <laughs> cops are on my lawn. All right, what the hell's going on over here? He's a son of a bitch, baby. Well, she's a bitch. And I'm like upstairs, like maybe it's time to buy a house. Oh, that's right. I'm with someone I don't want to buy a house with. That's right. Got it. So I had a little. I mean, a little side. Outdoor deck. <laughs> I would, I would go out there to, to, <laughs> to get away from my girl. Jeez, I should have just moved on. I'd sit out there for hours, and I'm sitting out there. I'm sitting up on like like this, you know. And it drops down pretty good, and I'm uh, just chilling out, you know. Those were the days. It wasn't phone shit. You just had to chill out. Phone rings. It's Jim Cook. and he goes I go hey Jim I immediately said I'm sorry for for the problems you got up there in Boston you know he goes you know I this is an exact quote you know I love you but now I gotta do some things and then I think he said okay I gotta go and he hung up and I never heard from him again which is such a bummer because he really embraced the Opie and Anthony show, he was really, really cool. Always took care of us. I, I still think he's a great guy. So what was happening was he was in all sorts of trouble up there because of the sex for Sam thing and the bar owners pouring the beer down the down the sinks. So he, uh, you know, he more or less threw us under the bus a little bit uh, to try to save his own ass. And uh, I fully got it. I fully got it. You know, I respected the guy were calling me up to basically say, look, I got to do what I got to do, because I got a family. I know you don't have a family, so you don't give a crap. You can just go on the radio and say and do whatever you want, because there's no consequences for you, but I got a family. I totally, totally got it, and I never talked to him again. And I think I've said this uh, over the years, but I was driving on the east side of Manhattan. I, I, I believe I was heading toward the 59th Street Bridge to, to come out to Long Island for whatever. I don't remember what. doesn't matter. And I'm stuck in horrendous traffic. And I see Jim Cook walk in the sidewalk in a suit with, obviously, another executive. They're doing something in New York. And I was so excited. I was actually at, a like, a, a dead stop. I went, Zzz! roll down my window, kids. Zzz! What does roll down the window mean, Dad? You just pushed that button. Well, see, back in the... Ah, never mind. Um, and then I, uh, I turned to shout out to Jim. And I, something hit me. I'm like, you know what? Just leave it alone. And then I went... Sadly, I just went... As the window went back up. And I went on my way. And I was kind of bummed. I was like, God, we had such a good relationship. He was spending stupid money on this show, and we were having fun. Literally picked us as one of the few shows to fly down to Turks and Caicos for a week on their dime. One of the best times I ever had. Just doing radio shows on on Turks and Caicos, meeting other radio guys. Just one big happy party. It was it was amazing. Do you miss Jocktober? Yeah, I do. I, I used to like doing that Jocktober crap. Now you got a ton of people copying that um, that concept, and then they try to use it against me. <laughs> you don't think I know where you got the concept from, you idiots? Oh, God. Nothing impressive about that. I mean, if you do that as a side thing, great, but what are you going to be known for? Literally doing a version of Opie and Anthony? You're not going to stick out. Innovators get uh, no more respect. That's all right. I know what I did. I know what I did in my career. People could try to, you know, knock me down day after day, but I I know what I did. I know exactly what I did, and I'm pretty proud of it. Oh, yeah, I got my microdose gummies. This one is just a touch of THC, and this one is a bit more microdose is available nationwide to learn more about microdosing thc go to microdose.com use the promo code opie to get free shipping and 30 percent off your first order i absolutely love this product i've always been the guy that uh I, i didn't want to get too high but i wanted a little taste of being high and microdose is the way to go it's uh, It helps me sleep at night. It helped me with my recovery from COVID because it got me all nice and chill, helping with the anxiety. Besides that, man, I'm on a microdose gummy right now to give myself a creative boost. And also, man, you enjoy the moment when you're on the microdose gummies. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use the promo code OPOPIE. To get free shipping and 30% off your first order, links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com. Use the promo code OPIE. Whether you want just a touch of the THC or a little more, go to microdose.com. Promo code OP, OPIE for that 30% off and free shipping hope you should shout, shout out, excuse me, my channel. I literally paint you in a good light and call out Anthony Cumia. I, I don't, I'm not that guy. If you, if you paint me in a good light, I appreciate that. But I, I've never encouraged anyone to attack Anthony. For the most part, I, I would really like to move on from that. But being Opie from Opie and Anthony, you know, it's hard. It's very, very hard to do. I'll admit that. And then there are times I do have to fight back as far as all the bullshit that has been said and done over the years. But I'm not one of those guys encouraging my people to go after him. Because, you know, it's just dumb business, first of all. Why split a huge audience in half, you idiot? He did that, not me. I'm trying to get to a place where I just talk about Opie and Anthony fondly and laugh about it and think about all the ridiculous things we we did. But it's, it's hard, man. People love the drama. The drama sells. Yeah, right on. I don't mind that at all. If you love uh, both of us, that's great. That's great. That's where it should be. Who cares? I don't like the guy. What we did was great. What we did was uh, one of the greatest runs in radio history. And I don't get along with the guy. I don't respect the guy. But if you like and love both of us, that's. I think that's where it should be. I have no problem with that. <laughs> you look like a beachy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'll accept uh, I look like Brett Favre, but I can't accept that I look like a BG with a beard. <laughs> you can't do that to me. Jesus. Oh, brand to Jim, uh, and the Jim ones. Uh, Jim probably shat his pants. I, I ran into him twice. Once he was at the urinal as I was coming out of his stall, and it was just like ugh. He never saw me. I wanted to mush his face into the tiles so bad. If you want to know the truth. And then the last time I saw Jim, I was uh, coming out of my gym. Um, I was leaving the locker room, and he was coming in. And I had to hold the door for the guy, and I just went, I couldn't help it. I just said, I just kept walking. And that's how that went down. All right. No, that's true. That's exactly what I did. That's all I could muster up. And then I didn't even look back at him. I, I have no desire to see him. None. Oh, no, it's all good. Sorry I made you talk about the drama. No, I, I, obviously in the end, I choose what to talk about. You know, I'll throw a whole bunch of crazy shit on the live stream where people could read that and go, Oh, my God, is he going to, like, talk about that? But in the end, I choose what to talk about, so I only have myself to blame. I said the other day, I was like, I was like, God, you talked about the Anthony garbage too much today. I was walking the beach right after the live stream. I'm like, oh, God, you got to... You got to do that less, way less. So in the end, I choose. And some days I get some feeling, I'm like, fuck it. And other days I'm like, nah, man, I want to talk about all the shit. (laughs) Have I ever got a plumpkin? What's a plumpkin again? I forgot which one that is. We used to have a lot of fun with the rusty trombone. We used to uh, love talking about the rusty trombone. Think playing the trombone. And why it's the rusty, the rusty trombone. I got to do a city run. So I I, I might be, uh, I might be live from the glass box studio tomorrow in the city. I got to check on things. I'm getting a window sealed up because, you know, it blows open all the time and it's ruined a room in my apartment in the city. And even though I paid $5,500 in maintenance charges a month to live in the goddamn building, they're like, it's not our responsibility. And then I'm like, oh, so why am I paying $5,500 a month for that? So what? I got to hire a crane to, to, uh, to replace a window 500 feet above New York. What do you mean it's not your responsibility? It's part of the building. God, this is why I hate the greediest city in the world. I hate it. It's never anyone else's responsibility. It's always on you. Oh, thank you. I do. I I have gotten that over the years. <laughs> I don't know if Brett Favre was ever on the roids, but I I like to say I'm I'm Brett Favre without the roids. But that's not fair to Brett Favre because I have no idea if he ever did roids. But I do get that one, especially when I grow in the uh, the facial hair. I once got, don't laugh, don't laugh. Well, you can laugh. But once I was driving from South Beach all the way down to Key West because I had nowhere to go. I'm like, I've never seen Key West. And I was already in South Beach. This was when I was f- fired for two years. Even though we were never fired, they paid every penny of our contract. They, they put us on the beach, they call it. So uh, on my way down to uh, Key West, I uh, stopped in the middle at some shitty motel, side of the road motel for the night. I was tired. I'm in the lobby. I had longer hair. The beard was longer. had a nice tan. I'm not going to lie to you. I had the streaks of my hair because I was just laying around beaches. And uh, this lady walks in, a meth head, no teeth, battered, black eyes, just a mess, completely out of it. She takes one look at me and yells to the entire lobby, oh, my God, it's Brad Pitt. <laughs> Oh, my God, it's Brad Pitt. Oh, we got a good laugh over that one. Everybody in the lobby was laughing their asses off. And then uh, I got her story. You know, I do this shit for her living. So I'm like, I gotta know what's up with this lady. So I go, why are you, uh, why are you at the motel? And she basically told this horrific story how she got the, the S beat out of her by her man. And she needed a place to stay for the night. But she wasn't one of these scared ones. You could tell she was one of these, these uh, one of these women that was just regrouping so she could get back in there and battle it out some more. But she literally announced the entire lobby. Oh my God, that's Brad Pitt. Oh, do you like Rush? I do like Rush. I was, <laughs> you know, I got a lot of stories. Most of you know that by now. Um, I was telling my Getty Lee Rush story on the beach, and you got to understand, you know, there are definitely a bunch of families out here, but there's also, there's definitely a lot of people out here that feel like their shit don't stink. And a lot of them know who I am and what I what I used to do. They care about what I used to do, like, like most people, and I understand that. It's hard to compete with myself. Like, I want to reinvent myself, but I... But I got to compete with what I what I did in the past. That that's almost impossible to get up to that point again. I know that. I was telling the Getty Lee story. Getty Lee came in, I think, only once when we were at uh, WNW. I think they called it the Rock of New York. I don't think that was a home of rock and roll. And that day, we also had this woman <laughs> who had uh, who had valves under her armpits. And she, I think she worked in the porn slash fetish industry. I'm telling this story to hoity-toity people. And she basically explained that uh, when it's time to, you know, work, let's just say, she would blow up her own boobs and make them ridiculously big. And then when she was done, she was able to uh, let some out. I don't know what she was putting in there, saline or what, but she was able to blow them up and then take some of it out this is how i, rem- I remember getty lee was in that day and and she was also in on the show and getty lee thought it was one of the most amazing things he's ever seen he's like i've been on tour my entire life and this could be the most amazing thing i've ever seen and he goes i'll never forget you guys so i told that story on the beach and <laughs> some of the faces <laughs> horrified horrified like who is this monster i had another person out here that uh you get this a lot like name recognition a lot of people know opie and anthony but that doesn't mean they listen to our show because we got so so much press over the years and so this one uh middle-aged woman she would be uh, all about like oh wow you're you're the Opie from opie and anthony but she never really listened to the show you know Kids play together, comes by, we hang out, we talk, our dogs sniff each other's butts, you know, that type of thing. She couldn't be cooler. And she has gotten to know me. It's been years. So she knows the real me is my point here. Real me a little different than uh, the character I especially played on Opie and Anthony. There's a lot of my real self on there, but also like a lot of exaggerations and me just really just going over the top. So, I guess she tells her her friends uh, wherever she really lives, because we all kind of live out here part-time, right? And then the next time she sees me, she goes, you're the wow guy, the whip out Wednesday guy. My friend told me all about that. And know what she said to me? She goes, I thought you were a good guy. This is what I get. I look at her, I'm like, you've known me probably at this point five years. You know the real me. What are, you, what are you talking about? But you did the wow thing. Oh, my God. I thought you were a good guy. Guess what? She hasn't talked to me since. So weird. So weird how people are. <laughs> I'm a good guy and it's Wednesday. Guess what I'm about to do, lady? <laughs> oh, that's right. It is Wednesday. Oh, my God. I thought you were a good guy. It's not based on the five years where we were socializing. It's based on what her friend said about a bit I used to do a million years ago, which by the way, we never forced any ladies to uh, to do the whip em out Wednesday because I get that when I start talking about how I'm for women and women's rights, but didn't you, but you were, but you also, yeah. I I can't say it was 100%, but overwhelmingly, the women that did stuff on the Opie and Anthony show did it willingly, just like guys doing stuff on the Opie and Anthony show willingly. You were in top five with Chris Rock. I was sort of in uh, top five with Chris Rock. That was pretty cool. We filmed a, a scene. I think I'm kind of blurry in the background if you need to know the truth. They filmed all day, stressed out. We're in a Hollywood movie with Chris Rock Officially And then I see the thing They, they invite me to the premiere I'm like why do you invite me I'm just a blur in the background basically Did I have a line in it I don't even remember anymore And then you had people come up To us after this uh, Everyone's just full of shit Oh you guys were really good in the movie I'm like I was blurred out in the back What are you talking about I, I, I was barely in the movie What do you mean I was good at it What's Clubby doing? I don't know. Well, Clubby, geez, Clubby's uh, traveling the world with Bill Burr last I looked. Happy for Club Soda Kenny. I didn't have a lot of work for him at the end. It put me in a weird position at Sirius, I'm not going to lie to you. And it, and it played into the whole uh, who the hell does he think he is. But I was, I was trying to take care of a friend. Club Soda Kenny was my, my security guy in the heyday of opie and anthony did an amazing job kept me and my family really really safe when we were doing all those giant gigs and comedy shows and meeting fans every day on the street he was he was my rock and he also drove me back and forth to the show which was awesome so i could just kind of lay there in the in the passenger seat and get my my head together for the show and then when they moved us over to the big facility um in Times Square where they had their own security force. We weren't meeting fans anymore. Um, We literally had to walk a half a block to get in the building. I I wasn't going to get rid of Kenny. So I continued to to pay him. And he absolutely still made my life great by driving me back and forth to work. And he got me, got us all food. He was definitely uh, important still, but not, not like the old days, And then there was famously when I was uh, negotiating a contract, they wanted me to get rid of Kenny because they had um, their own security detail. And they said, look, whatever money you're paying him, we'll just put it on your contract. They just wanted him out of there because it was a weird conflict of interest when they had their own security. And to be honest with you, I think Kenny made them look stupid because Kenny was an incredible security guy. And he saw where all the holes were in the organization over there. And they didn't want to hear none of it. And I'm like, I ain't doing it, man. So pay me less. I'm going to continue paying Kenny, even though he wasn't as needed anymore. So he would follow me around in the halls and stuff because he was still trying to do his job. And then the other people that worked at Sirius XM were like, oh, my God, who does he think he is that he's got a security guy following him? But I was just trying to do right by a guy that uh, that meant a lot to me and did a lot for me and my family. So I wasn't going to get rid of him. But with that said, um He's now with Bill Burr. Jesus. Every once in a while, I'll listen to Bill Burr's podcast, and he'll reference Kenny, this and that. And they're traveling the world, and Kenny is uh, Bill's uh, security guy. And then every once in a while, he gets, like, a side job. I think, wasn't Kenny the one in that picture with Madonna recently, a couple months back? I think he was watching Madonna for, for a night. That's crazy. Do you think? Do you think God? Do you think God every day, Anthony, made you famous and rich? Yeah, I think I. I yes, I do, uh, Nick. I thank God every day for that. For real, I am done with the BS and the false news. The fact is, I discovered Anthony. Anthony hates that. Anthony hates the fact that I discovered him. But that's the fact. What are you talking about? When I met Anthony, he didn't even have a car. His car was up on blocks with no wheels. Uh, in the front yard of a really shitty rental in the Huntington area. What are you talking about? I showed him an amazing life. He didn't show me an amazing life. I opened the door to him to an amazing, amazing career. I'm I'm so done with people getting all this info wrong. I'm humble. I don't talk about what I've done for people in general, but enough already enough Anthony was going nowhere fast and I saw a guy with an incredible talent incredible talent and to be honest with you I was like wow why isn't he doing anything with this he was doing nothing he was playing uh, with his brother in a band and the, the band was successful locally but they weren't going anywhere and every once in a while Anthony would pop on a radio show but no one no one had the balls to say fuck it and and hire him full time and take a chance So you got that wrong. That's why I don't read YouTube comments, because it's all falsehoods and bullshit and misinformation. And it was a tin knocker. Yeah, he was putting in AC units. Look, you know, he deserved the success he ended up getting, but no one was going to give him a fucking break. Nobody. He was already in his 30s when I met him. Okay, I'm going to go now. Uh, Guys, have a great day. Uh, I appreciate y'all. You know... Oh, the other thing, instead of giving me like five bucks, like join our private Facebook group. It's like $5 a month, and it's a really good group of people. That's that's money well spent because it's a it's a very good good small but very good uh, community we got going on over there. Just, uh, you know, click subscribe on my regular Facebook page. If you're on YouTube, it's OP Radio Fans on, uh, on the Facebook, all right? You had Don Jr. on your afternoon show. Yeah, and we also had Trump. I mean, fair enough, we, never, yeah, we sort of called him out in a weird way. We made it obvious that the guy was full of, uh, full of himself when he would call the radio show. That's why it amazes me that I think Anthony's a Trump supporter. I'm like, dude, we were in agreement that this guy was a fool and full of himself. But man, if he didn't give great radio, I was excited every time Trump called that radio show because I knew he was going to give us great radio. That is a fact. And then we had his son on a few times. Not as entertaining as the old man, but he was definitely, um, he was definitely a, a good guest. He's definitely in his dad's uh, shadow. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Junior. He doesn't have the charisma. Look, the one thing I'll say about Trump, he has charisma. He will make you believe that you're the most important person on earth. He has a talent. He would say how amazing we were and how great our radio show was. And, look, I'm not stupid. I know the guy didn't know the first thing about the Opie and Anthony show. But, man, when we hung up, I felt pretty good about myself. He just knows how to work people. His son, not so much. All right, I got to go. I'm just going to go. You don't have to end it all proper. You just start clicking in.